It doesn't matter if you're dealing with the list of 17 of the works of the flesh or the list of nine of the fruit of the spirit. That These are impossibilities. I mean, we may dip into it, whether positive or negative. We may have success in either way against the negative and for the positive. But apart from Christ, we will not have victory. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast, and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Galatians chapter 5 in our Bibles. Galatians 5, we're looking at verses 16 through 26. Envy, we all know that one fairly well. And it's just envy toward someone because of something that they have. Just envious. Murderers. We know what murder means, but I can't help but think of this and think of Jesus saying, if you've ever had anger in your heart towards your brother, called him a fool, you're in danger of the judgment. And so he equated that to thou shall not kill. Drunkenness, and it's just that strong drink, habitual intoxication, and rivalries. This one was interesting to me. It's number 17. And it actually, in a good sense, it was originally used for having a feast, people getting together for a meal like Thanksgiving. We're just coming together to have a meal, have a good uh, time with one another. But it goes on in the negative to say this, a feast and drinking parties that go on into the late night. What to a lot of our teens are 20-somethings, you know? What's going on? Rivalries. They're out there just giving over to their flesh. And then he said, if the list isn't long enough, he said, and the like, meaning whatever else you can think of, insert here. Whatever other fleshly desire you can think of, you can just put it right in there with the list. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I know that we are not totally innocent of the above 17 things or and the like, whatever that is, fill in the blank thing. I know it's either one, some, if not all, that we have, we've experienced the work, the work of the flesh in these areas in our lives. But I think there's some keys here that Paul is, is teaching us to help us in these areas. And one, we've already looked at in verse 16, that if we walk in the Spirit, 
We're going to have freedom from these vices in our lives. Number two, that there is this struggle, and it was just this realization that there's this struggle between the flesh and the spirit. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin, that we all have this sin nature. Number three, that we need to be led by the Spirit. And Ezekiel wrote to us in Ezekiel 36.27, God's saying, I will put my Spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. And the only way we're going to keep God's judgments and do them is when God puts his spirit in our lives. He causes us to walk in his statutes. It's God's spirit working in us and working through us. But number four, I think is a key here. It says those who practice such things. Now to practice means to perform repeatedly or to have a habit of. And I think that's a great key. If you are in a habit of these things, Paul says you're in danger of judgment But these vices that we fall into, the Lord wants to break those habits in our lives and to free us from those things. And I believe that he can. I believe that he will. Now, he counters this whole thing with that of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, verse 22, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, fruit is just, it could be a grain, um, whatever the byproduct is of a plant or a tree. So if it's an apple, an orange, wheat, but it's still the fruit of that plant that is being referred to here in the Greek. And now it's the fruit of our life. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And we think of fruit and we think of a natural byproduct of a plant or a tree. You know, it's just, it's natural. You know, we can help and... uh, I like to garden. You know, I can help my things grow that I plant if I get in there and keep the weeds out and and just around here keep the deer out and stuff and just allow them the opportunity to grow. But I don't have to do anything to the plant itself. You know, if if it's watered, if it's in good soil, it's going to produce. It's a natural byproduct. It's Comparison to work, which is effort. We think of fruit, it's effortless in that sense. I mean, there's a lot of work if you're the farmer. I realize that. But the plant itself is just producing. To have this fruit, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And so all we have to do is abide, stay connected to Jesus, and you're going to bear fruit. It's going to be a natural byproduct of that relationship. But before we get uh, to the list, I think it's significant. Some have mentioned that um, the fruit is in singular form. And so some have said because of this, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And the eight things following is the byproduct of the love that God is producing in your life. Now, Paul is dealing with that issue of love, and I'm I'm not really that concerned with You know, is it nine fruits of the Spirit, or is it um, the fruit of the Spirit is love, and then eight descriptions of what love looks like when it's playing out through your life? But we do know this about love in 1 Corinthians 13, 8. It says, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. 
Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Now, faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. We do know that love is a thing that we're supposed to be playing into here because that's been a theme in this chapter with Paul, that we have the love of Christ coursing through our lives, through our veins, we could say that if you you love, use this opportunity, this liberty that the Lord has given us to love one another, to serve one another in love. So the fruit of the Spirit, love, agape, it's, it's found in this form 116 times, but either uh, the Greek word agape, agapeo, agaptos, I probably said that one wrong, but um, over 320 times in the New Testament, love is just an overriding theme that's found here in the New Testament. And Paul puts it at the top of the list. The fruit of the Spirit is love, emphasizing the priority that love is to have in our lives toward one another. I've said this from the pulpit before, but I don't give out that love word too easily. You know, I've in ministry just met some people and we're saying our goodbyes and they're like, hey, I love you, man. It's like, you don't even know me. How can you love me? I'm just very careful about using that word. I I'm careful of how I use it, whom I use it to, and in some sense, I think that's just wisdom. But it is to be a mark of the church. Jesus said in John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have a love for one another. Let me ask you, how did Christ love us? He gave his life sacrificially on a cross. And I think we can, instead of using the word so often, we can show love a whole lot better through our service to one another. And that's what Paul was saying in verse 13 and 14, that through love serve one another, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's how we love, how we serve one another. Joy, it's cheerfulness, it's a, a calm delight as it's defined here, but to a large extent, it's something that the Lord gives us as believers. To these churches in the book of Acts, when they became saved in Acts 13, 52, it says the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. It's just one of those byproducts of faith, joy, peace. The word actually means prosperity. But I was thinking more of the peaceful relationship that we have with God because of our faith in Jesus Christ. In Romans 5.1, it talks about having peace with God, but also this peace that can overwhelm our hearts. Have you ever been in a situation when you should be frantic, but you have peace? And maybe other people have looked at you and thought, you should be just freaking out right now, but you're not. And they want to know why. And I believe it's that peace that surpasses understanding that God can invade in our hearts. Long-suffering, forbearance that we have in our life. And um, it's that sense of uh, just being calm. Again, like the peace, but it's being calm in desperate situations. And, and realize that God has had this long-suffering for us. And 
2 Peter 3, 9, it says, For the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How long-suffering has the Lord been toward you? How long has he worked with you to get you where you're at right now, to even bring you to his son, to faith in Jesus Christ? Now take that and turn that and look at others around you, your friends, your family, and ask, how long-suffering have I been toward them? Have I responded in anger when I could have just had some calm? I can say sometimes yes, sometimes no. This preacher can get heated up sometimes. One time I almost got, as a brick mason, I almost got kicked out of the Navy base because I turned on an Army Corps of Engineer guy that was causing us so much problems, and I was the foreman, and we got the work done. But after I turned on him, and I will say this, because by nature I do not cuss, I do not swear, and there wasn't one bad word in the sense of what we would say cussing would be, but I did let this guy know how I felt. And uh, after he was gone... One of the Irish bricklayers, Chris was his name, and he's like, hey, Johnny, you get red in the face just like I do when you get mad, you know? And you can have those outbursts. And anger is not necessarily always wrong. There can be righteous anger. There can be right things to be angry about. And I think in our world today, we're probably not angry enough over some of the things that's going on. But it's how we handle that anger. Do we handle it in righteousness? Is God honored through it? Now, in that situation, I don't know if God was honored through my anger. I might have felt just in it, but was God honored through it? I doubt it. Kindness. It speaks about a moral excellence, a gentleness, goodness, kindness, and It goes all the way down to generosity that we can have, graciousness that we can have toward each other, a virtue that we should have as believers. It's interesting that kindness is right in the middle of the list. Just a thought to think about. In the center of this whole list, we begin with love, but kindness is that center point, that pivotal point in the whole thing. And so if we're long-suffering, kindness is going to be a natural result of that. And then from that goodness, a virtue that we could have toward one another and the act of giving and helping others, it should be a mark of our church. Faithfulness, and it means to, to stay true in our walk and our relationship with others, with the Lord. Gentleness, just humility goes right along with that thought that we're to be gentle, we're to be humble to others. And really, I think how we handle others, do we handle them in gentleness and self-control? And again, this seems to be dealing with these passions, these desires. And it tells us in the Greek, especially sensual appetites that we have, that is one who has mastered these things in his life. You know, it's a step-by-step process, and we're to continually grow in our faith in this way to produce this fruit of holiness in our lives, but realize that it is impossible 
apart from the work of Jesus Christ, apart from the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It doesn't matter if you're dealing with the list of 17 of the works of the flesh or the list of nine of the fruit of the Spirit. That These are impossibilities. I mean, we may dip into it, whether positive or negative. We may have success in either way, against the negative and for the positive. But apart from Christ, we will not have victory in these areas in our life. And so... Against such things, in verse 23, he closes that out saying, there is no law, meaning that if you have the fruit of the Spirit operating, functioning properly in your life, you don't have to worry about the Ten Commandments, whether you're keeping them or not. It's going to be a natural byproduct of that. There is no law. And those who are in Christ, they have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. To crucify the flesh, in Romans 6, 6, Paul says, know this, that our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Paul's saying that you're dead to that old life. That's the old life. And he goes on to say in verse 11, likewise, you also reckon yourselves dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord, to reckon just to to think that, you know what, that part of my life, that's dead. But I'm going to live for God. I'm alive to God now. And I don't want to go back there, but I want to live for the Lord from this day forward. Paul continues to say in Romans six twelve through 14, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey, obey it in its lust. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. So don't go to those areas you know that you're going to fall into. Avoid them. Keep away from them. Don't present your bodies. If you know you have a problem with gambling, going to a casino is not the place to go deal with that. I know the Lord's going to give me victory here. I'm going to go here because the food is cheap. The lodging's cheap. And I'm not going to drop one coin in the slot or a dollar on the table or any of that, you're going to lose more than just your money. If it's problems with alcohol, don't try to fight that battle sitting on the bar stool. If it's pornography on the Internet, then do everything you can. I know people who have just gotten rid of the computer because it's been such a hardship for them. Don't present your members as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So don't give in to these things. And again, it goes back to walking in the spirit, being led by the spirit, having the fruit of the spirit operating in your lives. You know, that fruit of the Spirit is listed again in Ephesians, a different list and a very short list. But the word, the term, the phrase fruit of the Spirit is found in Ephesians 5, verses 8, 9, and 10. It says, for you were once in darkness, you are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Find out what is acceptable to the Lord. I like that. Find out what's acceptable to God. Dig in and live for God with all your heart. 
verse 25 and 26. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And so he, he finishes out here, if we live in the Spirit, the zeo is the Greek word there. My son has this word tattooed right here on his uh, chest, belly, right there in that area. Pretty large, too, about this big. You know, when he was messed up into drugs and all that stuff, he said he could always look down and remember. Now, as messed up as that sounds, for someone who's messed up in that lifestyle, he said, I purposely put that right there that I could look down and remember to whom I belong. And Christ was faithful to redeem that boy back to himself. Zeo, life. And it means to enjoy real life. A life that is worthy, active, and blessed. Paul said, don't let conceit rule. Beware of provoking one another, envying one another. And he's going to deal with that in chapter 6 as we get into chapter 6. But you know what? There's oftentimes just this battle that we have. And we can be so cruel, so mean to those that we really love the most. Isn't that so bizarre? We can hurt the ones we love the most, and it's so easy to do at times. Paul says, don't do that. Don't be conceited in this way, because when you're putting yourself up over someone, but let the fruit of the Spirit come forth in your life. Live in the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. I can guarantee you that if we continually do these things, we're going to have such victory that we've never experienced before. That list of 17 will just disappear. Maybe one of those things in that list has just been plaguing you. And God wants to set you free of that today. God can do that. He has the power to. That you can be free indeed. No longer having to go back into the old ways. Paul said in Romans 6, you're dead to that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Perhaps the Lord wants to give freedom to one or a few here today in some of these areas. Perhaps the Lord is reminding us as a church that we need to do better in our walk and how we're led by the Spirit how the fruit of the Spirit is being displayed, how we're living for the Spirit. We need to do better in these areas. But you know what? Doing better seems to, when I say that, it makes it think of I have to do something. And I do. But I realize that I can't do it apart from God working in me. Because if I think I have to do something, I'm going to fail. I might do good for a while, but... Ultimately, I will fail unless the Lord just comes in and takes control. Father, thank you so much for your word that you have just given unto us this, this day here in Galatians, Lord. And, and a lot of lists, and Lord, we look through this list, and whether it's the 17 of the works of the flesh or the 9 of the fruit of the Spirit, Lord, when we do lists, Lord, we do lists to see how we're doing. And I'm sure that if we put our name at the top of the list and listed out all these areas, 
um, we could check out yeah, doing bad there, doing bad there, doing good there. And uh, Lord, help us to just, in a sense, put aside the list. Because the key is not in the list of whether we're doing bad or doing good through uh, these lists that we had today. The key is walking in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, having the fruit of the Spirit just blossoming forth from our life and living in the Spirit. That's the key. Against these, there is no law. There is no list. We don't have to worry about the list. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just have your way in this congregation, in our lives. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us abundantly, for you already have. May we be a blessing to those who are around us. Thank you so much for this day of worshiping you here, Lord, and I pray that you'd be with us as we join over a meal and fellowship downstairs. Also, Lord, as these boxes are being packed this afternoon, I just pray that you'd bless not only the packers of the boxes, not talking football there, but the, those who will receive. Lord, bless those lives, for that's who we're putting these boxes together for. Thank you, Lord, so much. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today. Let's go.